Pastor John um, kind of gave you instructions to stay awake. Uh, now that I'm talking, if you hear ghostly, go ahead. Uh, Lord, we come here today to learn about you and worship you. And I would diligently pray that it matters not what I say, but I want you to speak to everyone here so that they will hear your voice, what you have to say. And may what I have to say only be a guide for your opinions. Lord, we ask these things in my honor and to bless thee. Amen. Okay, if you read your bulletin today, the title is How Would You Build the Lord's House? And as you see from some of these scripture readings, it's also going to be about money uh, because it has to be built with money. If you were using your inheritance or gifts from your parents to build them a house, would you not ask them what is it that you want in your house? How do you want it? Uh, do you need wire doors so you can get through with a wheelchair? Uh, you know, whatever. Do you want lots of windows to let in light? You would kind of take what, if you were building a house for your parents, you would kind of take what their desires were. Well, this is the same thing about building the Lord's house. We want to take his desires <clears throat> and uh, build what he wants for his use. Some houses of worship you see are very, very simple, namely in small communities that uh, are not too wealthy, and some of them are very, very elaborate. Um, I lived a long time in the Los Angeles area, and up on a hill in near downtown Los Angeles, close to Beverly Hills, there is a beautiful large temple uh, built by the uh, um, Mormons. It is a gorgeous thing. Uh, the Lord gave us the instructions on what he wants his house to be built like. That is in Exodus and we can read further on it. I've given you just a brief outline. And he gives specifics, very, very specifics. And it all takes money today. Then the Lord asked them to bring their offerings, their gifts. He didn't say, I want 25% of what you had. He said, whatever you have to give, whatever is your free will gift. Now, Today we, we, including myself, I build most of my examples on personal experience, so I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me, uh, what I've experienced. People have different ways of uh, deciding what they can give. Take the example of three gentlemen, 
They couldn't decide on how much to give, but in their driveways, each one of them had a large circle painted on there. And I thought it was for their kids to uh, to play dodgeball there or something, you know, where they stood around the edges and one or two kids were in the middle and going at it. But they told me what it was for. One of them says, well, I don't know how much that I'm supposed to give, so I stand in the middle of the circle and I take my money and I throw it up and everything that lands on the inside of the circle, I give to the church. What lands on the outside, I keep. I asked the second one. He said, oh, I do the, practically the same thing, except it's just the opposite. Whatever lands outside, he keeps. Whatever lands in the circle, I keep. I go for the third one. He says, well, I do something similar. I throw it up, and whatever he wants, he keeps. Whatever falls back down is mine. Uh, you decide what your method is and follow it. We're talking in the Sunday school class today, and I, I made you know when I get my check, the check I write out to the church is one of the first things that I do. Not as large as I'd like it. I'll tell you that. I'm going to use myself as an example of a major contributor. No, but a regular contributor. And hopefully you can. See the thing that. Uh, Exodus tells us about the first one that God was the architect and the interior decorator, and He had a really grand idea on decorating. In decorating your home, the most prominent item that's used for your home decoration, I would hazard a guess to say, is probably paint. You paint the walls, you paint the ceiling. The most prominent decoration for God's house was gold. So does God want us to have a little bitty place that uh, nobody has a desire to come to to see as beauty? No, God desires us, I believe, to have an attractive place of worship. One that is uh, desirable to come into, one that is desirable to worship at, and one that reflects how we think of God. Now, I've been coming to this church for quite a while, and the last year this church has gone through some major things, and I think it more reflects the idea that we think God deserves something better than what we had before. The first one that God designed for us, who gave the instructions to Moses, who gave it to Aaron, uh, was to build a tabernacle for the tent of meetings. And this tabernacle, like I said, God was the architect and the interior designer. The most prevalent thing in his designs was gold. Because God gave it to us, and uh, God expects us to use things for his glory. Excuse me one second. I forgot to bring my water over with me. Contrary to what my wife used to tell me, I'm not used to speaking a whole lot. Uh, there are different structures appeal, appear to appeal to different types of people. Uh, and some people really would not like to go into a church 
I'm from the South, so I can talk about the South. Uh, like Deep South churches uh, may not be in the best repair and just the minimalistic buildings. Some people would not want to go into there. Some people uh, would not like to go into this beautiful Mormon temple that I was talking to you about. They think it's a waste of money that should be spent on giving to the poor. Well, despite what LBJ and his war on poverty and uh, that didn't work, that what Jesus said, you'll always have the poor with you. So I think myself that what we're doing here to show our love for God and uh, taking care of our building meets with what I think God would approve of. Our latest contributions that we have done around here uh, for the buildings, as you notice, you can turn around and look at the back and see our, our beautiful glass doors there. Uh, our prior doors were wood. I think they were built in 1963 when this building was constructed. And uh, they were badly deteriorated, didn't open too well, and they uh, closed rather unexpectedly sometime. And in one instance, on an Easter Sunday, as our pastor went to close the doors, it, something happened and it cut off part of his finger on those doors. Uh, we now have some new doors that I think we can be proud of, and that kind of beckon people to come in. They don't, they're glass, they're beautiful, kind of beckons people to come in. They're not doors to shut people out. Um, in these contributions that have been done here locally, uh, some might think that a lot of this was done from the uh, uh, stimulus money that we got here, but the stimulus money where the check was used for salaries and maybe the electric bill and things like that to keep it operational. They were not used, to my knowledge, on any part of the, the church's building. What we have done recently were from private contributors. Uh, the major portion of the, of the improvements, uh, the doors and the recovering of the chairs, the, the women's group, thank you women, and new stove downstairs, and a lot of other things were done by contributors that weren't members of this congregation. They were members of this congregation, they were not members of this church. You don't have to have any special ties to give to God. Uh, some people think that if they give more, if the pastor talks about it, I asked him when he came here, I said, whenever you're going to be gone sometime, I would like to talk about on giving on money to the church. And I said, because if you say it, somebody thinks he wants to get a raise. Well, most of you probably know how money is set aside in the Methodist church. It is stipulated what the pastor gets. This goes through our, I don't know what it's called, uh, Association of uh, United Methodists. And they stipulate what we're paying our pastor. Now we have a few other paid people here, but they are paid on a salary that is set. If our contributions this week are $10, they get the same. If our contributions next week are $10,000, 
they get paid the same. So I told the pastor, I won't talk about money because I have no dog in the fight. I don't get paid anything. <laughs> and I don't want people to think that when somebody's talking about money, it's they're wanting more money from their pocket. No, everything is already said. But what additional, any additional money comes, we can improve God's house. We can take on additional programs. Last year, we did a lot with the homeless. Uh, I don't know how many thousands of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches they made and how many cases of water they passed out. But that's what the extra money goes for, is to do God's work. What is still needed? Uh, we still have some things that need to be done. Those of you who have been around here during the rainy season, we need a new roof. I don't know how much a new roof is going to be. There's thirty, forty thousand dollars. I'm pretty sure this is a big roof. We have done a lot. I think we've been very good stewards with God's money. We've done a lot with what we have. I don't think that there's been very much wasted. Uh, there's two committees that the money has to go through, at least two that I know of. Uh, one is the ALT and the other is the, uh, treasurer, the trustees. I'm on both of those committees and so I know something about what the money is used on. And uh, I'm, some of the body has referred to me once as the sand man because I seem to throw sand into grease when putting things on there to slow them down. I want to safeguard what you get in there, what you donated, so that we get the most out of it. So I like my nickname, the Sandman. There's a lot of still needed. We need a new roof. I would personally like to see our church have an alarm, because what would happen if somebody would get in there and do a ton of damage? We have insurance, yes, but it's much better to keep it from happening than it is to repair it later. I would like to see us have sprinklers. What happens if we have a fire? We have fire extinguishers now, and thanks to Bob Arnold, we have fire extinguishers that are up to date. He and I were talking about fire extinguishers, and, and he took the bull by the horns and contacted a company that came in uh, to bring our extinguishers up to date. We had one extinguisher that, has, that was 1973, I think it was. And these are supposed to be done every year. I think we're a few months behind on that one. Uh, the closest we came to it, I think, was something like four years behind. But this needs to be done constantly. They're supposed to be done every year for FYI. And uh, we found out that uh, in the entire downstairs, I believe there was only one. And we have a kitchen down there where most fires started at, the kitchen. So fire can start down there. Destroy the whole building, and now it has only one fire extinguisher. Could you save the building with one fire extinguisher? Um, I think we need to get a termite inspection. Look at some of the wood. I think it's deteriorating, so a lot easier to make a little repair, and a big one is a lot cheaper. So we need to make some more capital improvements. We've made a lot, but we need to make some more. Everything that we've been done so far has been done by contributions. Uh, if you look at the landscaping as you come in with the plants out there, we have a lot of dead cacti. 
those were all removed and, and we now have new plants coming in there and hopefully in the near future you're going to see some memorial plaques for those holes that are dug out there um, that has all been done with contributions none of it has came out of uh, what has been donated in the offering plate we have many 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 more things that we need to get done and there are many scriptures in the bible that will give you an indication of what god expects of you and notice that's of you not i'm not saying of you know that a set figure out there that you must follow in the scripture reading today it talked about uh, moses telling the people to bring in what they had to contribute to make an offering it was all free will he didn't say i want those of you from a to c to bring in seven pounds of gold and from d to uh, f 40 pounds of silver no it says bring in what you have make a free will offering i'm not going to go into some people go into tithing and tell you that if you donate ten dollars you're going to get a hundred dollars back i don't believe that i believe the lord will bless you and that's worth more than a hundred dollars the lord will bless you and uh, if we got into tithing some people say well is that before or after taxes no i think god wants us to give out of the abundance of our heart what we want to give and god wants you decide to do what is on your heart and uh, whatever he lays on you and also i would like to ask you another thing not in my notes, I got 14 more pounds I got to bring in, so we'll get out of here before it's pretty like I hate it. Uh, but uh, anybody ever think of volunteering? You know, God wants us to do that too. We read in here about the widow's wife that she gave all that she had. These rich people were giving everything, and when you read it, you'll see that Jesus was watching. And it says they came and donated large sums. Were they putting it in there to be seen? Or were they, were they putting it in there to do good? That's probably an individual uh, thing to discern for themselves. Um, but the widow that put in her two copper coins was not putting it in there to be seen. I do. I, 100% don't believe that. The widow was putting in what she had. That's all she had to live on. Because she thought God's work was more important than her work. She was trusting in God, and I, I think God blessed her. You see on the screen that what I was talking about, and the one on the right was before we put it there, and that's where all the dead cactus were at. And... Uh, the one on the left was taken just after the they were, the greenery was planted and now it's four times bigger than it was and hopefully this year we'll get the uh, we'll get the memorial plaques in there um, 
there's been a couple ladies that asked me about us if they would like to purchase one. And uh, it's a lot more difficult getting than I thought it was going to be. But uh, I haven't forgotten. There are uh, some more people out there uh, that want them. And there's going to be enough room out there that we can put about 50. So if anybody wants to later on, don't worry about it. There'll be room. <clears throat> So I leave you with this. In your prayers, in your thoughts, in your dealings with other people, what would the Lord have me do to build his house? If you read in the Bible, his house was very elaborate. It was pure gold statues and tables. There were gold drapings. There were ornate cloths and linens. And this was in under God's actual directions and the tent of meetings for the tabernacle that he had there. And if you read in the uh, sixth chapter of First Kings, you'll see Solomon built a permanent temple. And it was very elaborate too, but I think from what I've read uh, in Kings, Solomon took the examples from, shall we say, history. You're looking at other things. But we can look in Exodus and get God's example of what he wants. And I think from what he's telling us, I think he'd approve of our new doors. I think he'd approve of the new upholstery. I think he'd approve of all of that. You know, there's some that said, why waste all that money on a building when we can do more for the poor and the elderly? But yes, do more for the poor and the elderly. Do more for the, uh, for the returning veteran. You know, do more for all those things that you love. And God will bless you for that too. But let's make sure that God's house is maintained, not only for this generation, but for futures, because had we not done some of these things, I think if we don't take care of it now, it'll just continue to deteriorate. In a little while, this particular building would be gone. And then what? I thank you. <laughs>